first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their Chicagoland locations at gooseisland.com slash locations. It is the first CHGO Blackhawks podcast of the Connor Bedard era. It is official. Damn. Woo. Let's go. It feels it, good. This has been, I was just thinking about it as I was um, checking emails in the other room. Um this has been like the longest day of my life. We talked to it's Danny Wirtz so long. and Jamie Faulkner today. That right was today. Here. That was yeah. right here yeah, today. That was today. This that morning. feels Th- like 13 three years ago. 13 hours ago. Yeah, absolutely nuts and uh, amazing and everything we could have hoped. Um, I, let's tell people about the day real quick. First, we, God. you know, we had, we went to, to, we talked to Danny and Jamie. Immediately went to the 312 pizza place that was oh, great. So yeah. good. So good. Uh, then um, came home, changed, went to the draft, stopped by the Hawks draft party, checked that out. Mm-hmm. And it was just so much energy on the streets. And it almost felt like we were home. It almost felt like it we were did. in Chicago because it's the vibe in Nashville is Chicago. And you, as we approached Bridgestone, we could see in the distance. The Blackhawks draft party. It was not a subtle up on the rooftop footprint. Like yeah. it was right over Broadway. It was a a Jedi level troll job to mm-hmm. rent out the big huge rooftop bar right across the street from the entrance to the Bridgestone Arena, and literally put a yes. Chicago Blackhawks hot air balloon up Paint, there. Yeah, and Wall banners wall everywhere. Yeah. It was an excellent. Keep keep the red out. Excellent Nashville. petty yeah. troll job. Which if you yeah. saw the Predators. Mascot did their little yeah. name, gnarly Nash, whatever Nash that makes more Nash sense. Nash with a G, Nash, Gila Douche, Ganache. Gila Douche. I thought it was the kid, thought it was the coyotes drafted. Um, <laughs> boy, oh boy, they just can't get out of their own way, can they? More on that later, well, yeah, you know. But hey, Connor Bedard's a hawk. Uh, it was so funny hearing him talk, and we're gonna share some audio from the night coming up in the show, but. We've heard it all along about how humble he is and how hockey-focused he is. And he kept saying, like, I didn't want to think about it too much. I didn't want to jinx it. And, and saying, if I make the team yeah, this if year, I make like, the squad. The, the amount of times he had, in the last, like, 48 hours that he's just said, like, oh, I'm just focused on making the team. It's getting annoying. Like, dude. You got it. You're, Don't you're, worry. You're freaking great, man. Like, yeah. You're taking the opening <laughs> face-off of the season yeah. against one of your heroes, Sidney Crosby. Which, which he was asked about, too, yeah. by, by, by Mark Yeah, that's Lazar when he said, well, athletic. if I make the squad, that yeah. would be a great moment. Yeah. Just, Dude, you know, you, got it. you know what's happening. You know what's happening. They, the the Blackhawks didn't put your jersey on sale seconds after the pick mm-hmm. for you to go back to Regina and play. Right, not Regina, Regina. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's almost, I don't want to say it was anticlimactic, but we all knew that pick was coming, and it was just a matter of how are we going to cover this? How are we going to mm-hmm. do the best we can yep. to get it? And it was our first time covering a draft, so kind of getting the logistics of, you know, the quarter-mile walk from the media riser I, I, to I, the media I, room. I don't have my Fitbit on today, we but we all reached our step yeah. goal just at the Bridgestone Arena today. And uh, the NHL Wi-Fi, man, coming coming in strong. Hey, if, it, you know, if I, if I trust the if I trust any any organization to make sure that, you know, Wi-Fi is available to uh, international media outlets, it's the NHL. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry. Jesus. I blame David Poig. 
Well, I mean, I mean yeah, David Poyle. Poyle. It was a show. It was a. It was yeah. all about him. It's like a living wake. Like, apparently, he mentored every general manager that ever general manager, and let's honor a guy that has never won anything. Nothing. He's got a yeah. bunch of fake banners, though. Well, and he hear- has shitty Wi-Fi in his building. Yeah, exactly. So Screw him. Why don't we hear Kinda from uh, from Connor Bedard here real quick? We got a couple cuts from him. Uh, look, there are colossal expectations on this kid, mm-hmm. and we all believe that he's going to handle it well because every time he's been handed a challenge, not only is he he's not only does he rise to the occasion, but he shatters expectations. Mm-hmm. So he sort of talked about how he's going to handle uh, these massive expectations as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, I've had kind of a gradual growth of uh, exposure and um, pressure, like you said, for the last five, six years. So uh, I think that's been good for me. It wasn't a kind of overnight thing. And, um, you know, I'm not, not focused on kind of outside expectations. You know, I'm going to be focused on, you know, my teammates, coaches, um, you know, family, everyone there, the staff, and, and trying to win hockey games and try to be the best player I can be. That's it. The kid just wants to play hockey. And if you read what Mark Lazarus wrote this morning, it was really good. He talked to Jonathan Taves and Hughes and Lafreniere and a bunch of number one overall picks. Owen Power was in there, all sort of offering their advice to Connor Bedard. And that's what Jonathan Taves is doing, saying, like, don't let the limelight get get in your way. Just focus on hockey and everything's going to be great. And Mm -hmm. I have no concerns about the spotlight getting to Connor Bedard or or changing the way this kid acts like. You could tell all he wants to do is play. All he wants to do is get on a damn ice and prove that he's worth all the hype. And he's mm-hmm. all you could tell. He just wants to get to work. That's yeah. it. That's all he wants to do is work. At, at, at the end of the of round one, Kyle Davidson uh, spoke and, and he put it simply: he was like Connor gets it. Mm-hmm. Like he he wants to be great, and he and he knows what he has to do to reach it. Well, why don't we we have that cut from Kyle Dav- Davidson? Why don't we uh, fire that one up right now too? I think just how great he wants to be. He he, he wants to be great. Uh, he takes nothing for granted. He's humble. Um, you know, I think I could just say he gets it. He just gets it. And, and there's there's gonna be he's gonna put in the work to be as good as he's gonna be or, or can be. And uh, that's that's really exciting considering how good he is. And and part of the reason that Connor Bedard went number one. Look, we all know about the shot. We all know about the skill. We all know about the vision, but the makeup of the player is a huge part of it too. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the separator between the the guys that will and the guys that won't. And everyone that talks about him says the same things. And it's not, they don't, a lot of times they don't even lead with the skill. It's about him. Mm-hmm. And I think that is hugely meaningful. Yeah, Mike Donnie uh, had a scouting, spoke after Kyle Davidson and said, we all see the skills on the ice, but it's the things that aren't seen in those highlights that make him the complete package. What he, what he is off the ice, the leader, the person he is, how humble he is. And we keep hearing that, but that's not an act. That's, mm-hmm. that's authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, the way he talked about his grandfather tonight, who, who, yeah. who recently passed away, and he had a little poker chip in his pocket that his, his grandfather gave him, and you could tell that was real, and that meant a lot to him. And, and Mike Donnie said there are so many things besides the skill mm-hmm. to be excited about having this kid as part of the organization. It's, yeah. he, it's a face of a franchise, and it's not just because he's going to be the best player on this team for a long time. Yeah, and he just comes off as mature beyond his years. You know, you you look at him, and it's first time seeing him in person. Yeah, well, we were in the front row of the uh, the media scrum, and it's like, holy cow, that is a child, that is yeah. a child. Yeah. But then you hear him speak, and he speaks with a maturity, and he speaks with uh, so much poise. And I know part of it is kind of what he said, like, look, the spotlight's been on me since I was fourteen years old, thirteen right. years old. And it's been good that I've been able to kind of handle that, you know, kind of gradually instead of like all at once. He's he is ready. He is ready for this. Yeah. And whether or not the first season results in 70 points, 80 points, 100 points, I don't know. But what I do know is whatever happens with with Connor Bedard, be it, you know, uh, maybe early season struggles or complete dominance beyond anyone's wildest dreams, whatever happens. He's got it. It's mm-hmm. going to be fine. He's going to handle it. 
Yeah, I, it, there's very little doubt. Uh, he's not going to be a kid that 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 folds under the pressure. He's got that that gene that we saw Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, where the brighter the spotlight, the better. Mm-hmm, they they mm-hmm. want that moment. They want the puck when the game is on the line. Yeah. Put me. They they're jumping over the boards with a minute to go before the coach even pats them on the sh- like. They crave it. Mm-hmm. And whether it's with Bedard, it's either he's going to score the big goal or he's going to set up his line mate to score that big goal. He doesn't care who does it as long as somebody is doing it. And that is – there's I don't think there's a lot of selfishness or ego. There's no ego there. It's funny you said that. You mentioned line mates. And I remember a conversation we were having with PD yesterday from PHNX about Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. And he said when Taylor Hall was in Phoenix, it was the same way. Like is they're down one, there's time left. Taylor Hall is getting on the ice. Right, like, and sometimes he get pulled back, right? And he he didn't love that, right? But to have guys that want that makeup, and and you talk about a lot of people this off season before the Felino Hall trade was made, were saying they got to bring in some leadership for him. They got to bring in veteran example. Check those boxes. Yeah, Taylor Hall is a number one overall pick. Who is a guy who wants the puck? He wants to be the guy. I don't think it's going to cause a problem with Bedard by any means at this point in Hall's career. But no. again, it's how do you talk and sort of teach them like when it's not your turn, how do you handle that? How do you, you know, how do you react to that in that situation? I just think the last three or four days for the Hawks, it's a plus. It's a plus. I mean, it's, I, I, I I struggle to find a a day. I've felt so satisfied about this team. There, there hasn't, there hasn't been a, a organizational misstep as far as, you know, putting putting the team together and trying to execute the plan that Kyle Davidson's uh, put set, set forth, there really has not been a misstep. No, it's been tremendous. It's crazy how a year a difference a year makes because at this time last year, there were a lot of people not a, that were questioning Kyle Davidson after trading away Alex Brinkett yeah. and trading away Kirby Doc. We had a lot of people who are in our chat right now that were mm-hmm. that are heaping praise on him, and rightfully so, that were like, I don't know if this guy knows what he's doing. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Well, patience. Mm-hmm. Let the plan come to fruition, and we're seeing more of it, uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it started with Conor Bedard, and the evening got better because – they got another one of their targets without having to trade up. Um, yeah. But we talk about being excited for, for Connor Bedard. And if you're excited for Connor Bedard, you got to go get on your shirt. I mean, it, it dropped <laughs> today. People are going crazy for it. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's available now. Head over to chgolocker.com. Get your Connor, well, your number 98 yeah, shirt. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Sorry. Your, your future, future of the, of the league, league shirt. shirt. Absolutely. Grab that now. Hey, and if you're not a diehard yet, become a diehard, and that can be your free shirt. You can get the future of the league shirt absolutely free by becoming a CHGO diehard, and then you'll save 20% on all the future number 98 <laughs> shirts that will be coming out yeah. over the next decade or so. So grab that. That's the first one. Get it now. Um, those those of uh, our diehards that joined us at our awesome uh, party yesterday, You'll be getting yours in the mm-hmm. mail soon, but get that future of the league '98 shirt. It's yeah. it's they're gonna be flying off the shelves. They're they're very sweet. Make sure you get it. Awesome job by the crew as always, getting that out and designed and everything. Yes. And while we're t- talking about awesome crews, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I gotta give a shout out to Stephen, to Casey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, Ryan RG with the DNVR, Shane with PNHX. Yeah. The, Michaela, just such a team effort tonight. The whole all city yeah, crew. It was just so. I'm there just, was no like we're Denver, we're Phoenix. No. We're everyone was pulling from. The, we were all helping each other. Everybody knew how important that counter Bedard moment, and we had people from all across our network making sure mm-hmm. we captured that moment. And Stephen put it all together in that awesome video we showed. If you missed it, we'll play it again for you at the end. But <laughs> I couldn't be more proud of the yeah. team effort. Tonight, you know, everybody comes in to listen to what we have to say. But if you guys had any idea what goes on behind the scene to make us look so good, it's just I'm I'm blown away by the team effort tonight. Absolutely, yeah. it's uh, it's it's like one of those things where I start thinking about it too much. I can't do a show because I start to get like choked <laughs> up about it. But yeah. honestly, like when we all signed up for this last March, 
I think all of us were like, all right, it's a startup. You know, it's a risk. It's, it's, it's exciting, but we don't really know what to expect. And it's just been like since day one, every day is like living a dream. And, and today I think is probably the best day we've had mm-hmm. and the most kind of surreal and like, holy shit, like look where we are right now. Yeah. Look what's happening in front of us. Look what we're covering. There were, there were multiple times. There, there's been multiple times this week and multiple times just tonight where I had to like take a moment, breathe and be like, you're at the NHL draft yeah, yeah, yeah. for your job. Yeah. Like, well, when I was when I was so I'm, I'm in the front row trying to film Bedard and I kept making a point to like look away, from, like look yeah. off my phone screen, like just look at him mm-hmm. and like look around me and like take it in because I think we're so focused on capturing content for everybody, which is what we did That's so we well do. today. That's what we do. Sometimes it takes us out of the moment. Mm hmm. And I made a point of like, all right, just you know, peek around or yeah. focus somewhere else. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's been incredible, and tomorrow is just going to be even more of the awesome. same. So, and thank you, of course, to everybody who's with us in the show right now. Make sure you smash that like button. I haven't said that yet. We got over, almost six hundred people in the oh, chat yeah. at eleven twenty three. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. So, smash amazing. if you really enjoy what we're doing. Honestly, a f- simple, fast way to help us is a smash that like button. It, it helps us with visibility. It helps YouTube push us out to even more people. Make sure you subscribe to the channel as well. We do the podcast as well. Wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to CHGO Blackhawks and all the CHGO shows because uh, there's great stuff coming from all Chicago teams, yep. um, but especially the Hawks. And we haven't even mentioned Oliver Moore yet, really. We no. actually just got a super chat. Our first super chat of the hey, show about do it. it. Let's go. Hey, guys, late to the party. How about that Oliver Moore pick, eh? Do you Love think it. he is projected to be a second or third line center? Well, Donahue talked about that, and he said, I don't know, second or third line. Like he didn't. Yeah. He was like, what, what, it'll yeah. work itself out. Yeah. He's, one the, of, he's one of those players where if it's center, if it's wing, second line, third line, if he plays on top line role and in, 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 I don't know, probably on a wing, um, he can do he can do any of it. And I think that's one of the one of the underlying um, advantages to getting a player like that because the top advantage is how freaking good of a skater he is. Great skater. Best skater in the draft. And I think, look, like as we were kind of trying to predict what the Hawks might do with that second pick, wherever it was, when Oliver Moore's name came up, it was, well, they're going to have to trade up for that. Mm-hmm. And even if they make that trade with Vancouver, we all sort of speculated might happen. We thought that might not even be high enough for Oliver Moore. And then he's there at 19. Yeah. And Kyle Davidson said it, that he was trying to trade up the whole draft, trying to, to take more. He, he said he said as soon as he sat down from, from making the Bedard pick, he was on the phones trying to trade up to get Oliver Moore. Yeah. And he's there at and 19. he kept falling. And he kept falling. We can thank our pals at the Coyotes for helping to facilitate <laughs> yeah. that. Appreciate by, that. By taking two reaches uh, with 6 and 12. But at least they all had matching suits on. Um <laughs> You know, it's sad. uh, Yeah, nobody expected Oliver Moore to be there, but the three of us, uh, we're we're counting down picks, and we're like, this guy's still here. He's still here. And then we're like, okay, you know, I had my heart broken on Matthew Wood. That's who I wanted, but I knew he wasn't falling to nineteen. But it was like getting close, getting close. I'm like, oh, of course, it's the Predators that are going to take him. But then it's like, okay, there's Perot. And more. One of those guys might be there. I mm. was think I was thought for sure mm-hmm. Detroit was going to take more. Yeah. And then they go with sweetest defenseman. Weird. What? Um, hey, hey, someone <laughs> made that, that correct you, you pick did. in our mock draft. Yes, you yes. did, and I'm glad you put that into the universe. And then you are welcome. It's coming up to 18, and you're like, okay, we're guaranteed to get Perot or more. And then it's like, holy crap. We can get either can choose, one. Yeah. Then it's like I want Oliver Moore. I like mm-hmm. Gabe Perot. Yeah. Not anymore. He's a ranger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Instant hatred. Instant. Instant. Like fire so, Yannick Perot while you're at Get him out of here. Go root for your son yeah. in the Rangers, you bum. Um, <laughs> but it was like get Oliver Moore, and then like yeah. the pick was made. And it was just like oh yes, yes. Yeah, it was great because you knew that was a guy that fit. The exactly what they wanted. That's to do. exactly what they wanted. And Mike Donahue was asked that very question. Uh, our super chat asked, like, is he a second or third liner? And you know, he was like, yeah. What? Listen, if if Bedard, Nazar, and Oliver Moore all hit their potential, they mm-hmm. they reached their full potential. It doesn't matter which one's one, two, yeah. or three. You've got three ridiculously fast and talented centers. Mm-hmm. If they all play center, 
And that's not even factoring in Lucas Reichel. Yeah. Yeah. And and Ryan Green. And, 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 yeah. and Paul Ludwig. Like, we got in the car after the draft to head back here, and, like, we, we pulled out a lot. And I was like, guys, we haven't even hit the four picks of the second round. Yeah. This team is going to be so good in, yeah. like, four years. It's it's so exciting. The, ar- the arrow it's is so pointing exciting. back up. And, you know, this, this vision that Kyle Davison had, I – I'll be the first to admit, I was not the biggest fan of the hire. I wanted a little more someone who's, something. Someone who had done it before. You want yeah. to hear Chiarelli, if I recall correctly. Yes. I wasn't by, I, you know, I, I, I or wanted. Or Pierre McGuire. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those guys. Um, Human penis. I wasn't thrilled with it, but I was like, okay, it, it is what it is. It's it's un, it's automatic improvement because it's not he who shall not be. Yeah, made. yeah, yeah. And man, this guy—he's killing it. And he's it, got stones, man. Like just to and he, say, and he, and he thank you, Jonathan and Patrick. We appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're moving on. Thank you. And to be able to close that door and open this door so quickly yeah. is, well, is amazing. Well, and and he said it. There's a lot of luck involved. Yep. And he said, I didn't do anything to get, to win the draft lottery. Yeah. Um, but it it worked out. And and but the the point is, even had it not been Bedard, the plan is still sound. Yeah. And it's still gonna. Ha- it still would have had great results, but you get what what Chris Peters called the shortcut in Bedard, mm-hmm. and there you go. Speaking of which, how funny if that would have been, had the had the Blue Jackets won, taking Bedard, probably, and then the Hawks stake stay in three where they finished. They would have gotten Adam Fantilli because Pat Verbeek yeah. overthought it. Yeah. Yep. That was weird. That would have. We uh, the, and the Blue Jackets are ecstatic. Yeah, that that for whatever reason. Now I, I'm not hating on Leo Carlson. I think he's going to be a really good. good player. But how do you not take Adam Fantilli? Yeah, I know, right there. especially with that Ducks lineup. He fits that lineup so well. It just makes all the sense in the world to take Fantilli. <sighs> and no offense to the city of Columbus, Casey. I'm not going to rip them. Uh, well, I, I've done that a lot, but <laughs> you have to be a little disappointed if you're Adam Fantilli thinking for the last eight weeks, like. Ordering surfboards and and yeah. flip flops because you're gonna go to Orange County and hang out with Trevor Zegers all day and then all of a sudden, cool! I get to go to middle of Ohio. I mean, Yay. it's it's gotta be a little bit of. A, I'm sure he's right now like whatever. I'm in the NHL. I'm on cloud nine. But well, I, we, we passed him on the way back yes, to the car. We did. Yeah, he was just walking down the street. There like, was. I'm like, hey, that guy's got a Fantilli. That's Fantilli. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason he's wearing that Fantilli jersey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was uh, the chaos started early, right yeah, off number right two. Off the bat. Yeah, I know the whole the whole lead up to the draft. We were saying, man, right after that second yeah, pick, the third it opens pick up. is where it gets interesting. Nope, right after the Blackhawks pick Bedard, the whole thing opened up. The Mid- third pick turned out to be the the second easiest no brainer of the yeah. draft after number one. Yeah, crazy. And Mitch Mitchkov falls to five. Yeah, what the Coyotes did. Yeah, Mitchkov went what seven. Seven, seven yeah. not seven, yeah, not five, really. seven. Yep. Yeah. Carrie Price forgets who he's oh supposed God. to Carrie say. Price. We we, we, we didn't tough. see that live. We I saw the wait, video. We, we, we were waiting for the guard. Yeah, but. we saw the reaction. But I want to point something yeah. out, by the way, uh, on the Oliver Moore thing. Um, I tweeted this out. Here's where Oliver Moore was ranked from Scott Wheeler. He was ninth. Chris Peters, he was 12th. He was eighth among North American skaters by NHL Central Scouting. And eighth by elite prospects, and the Hawks get him at nineteen. He, sh- he, sh- he shouldn't, uh, by all accounts, he should not have been there at nineteen. Oh. And he's not. I also think we we need to. I think when you hear someone's a great skater, your mind goes like, "Well, he's Pavel Bure, where he's going to be at the blue line, cherry picking." More plays a two way game. He actually described his game a little bit, and then also discussed uh, his excitement to play with Connor Bedard and Frank Nazar. If we can uh, play that audio. Um, from Oliver Moore, he because he, he talks about his game briefly, <laughs> and then got into it a little more later, which we'll get to. But I, we wanted to share this audio quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'll describe myself as a fast, competitive two-way forward who has an offensive side to his game, more offensive, and um, can really do do a lot of things out there for his team. Obviously, I think speed is my biggest attribute. Though. You already started thinking about you and Nazar and Connor Bedard up the middle potentially. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Thinking about that, that'd be crazy, but. I know Frankie pretty well too. The, uh, our Billet families were friends, and um, yeah, I'm re- really pumped to just kind of see him at Dev Camp too. Yeah, I mean, the kid is—it's uh, cool that he knows Nazar, but it, it, he is a 
two way forward. Mm-hmm. And and Donahue said, you know, when asked, is, "Are you concerned about the team size?" Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Just Poor. repeatedly said no. Yeah, until he started laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had no he had no other way to express that. Uh, you know, the 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 size quote unquote size issue that the Blackhawks are facing is 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 not a concern because the way he laid it out was that a guy like Oliver Moore, a guy like Con Bedard, sure they're not six one, six two, six three centermen. They're 5'9", 5'11", but they're still young, have to grow physically. And he, he pointed out they're both 190 pounds already. Yeah. Like they have, you know, not to, not to you know, make us all hungrier than we are, but they have the beef already. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. they're they're going to be fine physically. Well, look, no one more is a big kid. He's not tall, but even just sitting, watching him at the podium, he's a big kid. Yeah. And getting a guy that, that has, you know, some muscle on him already that could skate like he does is is well look no one talks about brad marchand size no one talked about andrew shaw's size mm-hmm. it's a willingness more than anything and yeah like if you know victor hedman's out there you're at a physical disadvantage but guess what he's at a speed disadvantage against these guys so right. it's an equalizer you know so it's I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's overblown. I would like to see them add a little bit of size up front. I, I think, think it's a I good think idea. That's coming. Yeah. Because you look at some of the guys left on the board after tonight that are going to be available. I th- the size is there. Why don't we do that next? Uh, but first, we have to read some ads. Yeah, I'll do that. Hey, do it. Add some uh, reads. You know, pins and aces, they are, they are top-notch. They are a first-round pick when it comes to golf apparel. We love ourselves, our pins and aces. They are the official golf apparel partner of All City and of us here at CHGO. Uh, they are a family-owned and operated golf and apparel business, and they have some of the best polos, golf bags, golf hats, golf gloves, pants, uh, accessories, ball markers, and, of course, the beer-slash-beef sleeve, the innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside of your golf bag or about four regulation size beefs and keep them hot or cold for the entire round. How many of the how many of the beefs from three one two do you think would Ooh, fit in there? Fewer. Not enough. Yeah. Those that was those that was a good beef. Beef. those those were fantastic. Uh you definitely are gonna find some of those in our uh our beer slash beef sleeves this summer. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the promo code CHGO. When you do, you're going to get 15% off of your first order, and you're going to get free shipping. Again, that's the promo code CHGO at pinsandaces.com. Well, we know you ordered your Future of the League CHGO Locker shirt uh, from chgolocker.com, but if you want to get decked out in some more Hawks gear, and everybody does right now, of course, head to foco.com, get fitted out in the best sports gear around, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between, it's summer and it's baseball season. Get your Aloha shirts, your straw hats, the polos, the bags, everything you need for a game at Wrigley or Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, usually when we're home, our set is decorated with all sorts of cool bobbleheads and stuff. Yeah. That's from our friends at FOCO. Check out FOCO.com or check the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. So talking about tomorrow. I have two tweets pinned here, uh, one from Cam Robinson, one from Chris Peters. Uh, Cam says, best players remaining on his board after day one, Oscar Fisker-Mulgaard, who he had a 20th, Grayson Sauchin, he had a 22nd, Riley Height, he had a 28th, Nick Lardis, he had a 33, Danny Nelson, 34, and Felix Nilsson at 35. Yeah. Chris Peters' list, Andrew Crystal at 24. Gavin Brindley at 25. He had Riley Height at 30. Uh, Evan Gauthier at 31. Lucas Dragasevich at 34. Michael Hrabel at 35. Kasper Haltonen, love that name, 37. Grayson Sachin, 38. Etienne Moran at 40. Maxime Strebek at 41. And my guy, Anton Wahlberg at 42. So a lot of great options. Tons of quality left. Mm-hmm. It's... And, and and the and the Blackhawks are going to get get right to it. They got picked the third pick of the second round. Yep. And and four picks in the second round. So it's going to be it's going to be active. I'm I'm really interested knowing how active Kyle Davidson was trying to be to move up to get Oliver Moore to get back into the first round a third time again for back to back years. Can you imagine if that had worked out? Um, I wonder how that impacts the the rest of the of the draft strategy now because. He's going into day two. 
with all of his day two picks that he had coming in to the draft. So he's, he's it's it's kind of you're you're still going forward with the plan, but I just wonder it, how now maybe he says, well, we have all of our picks, we we were trying to move some of them. Doesn't seem like moving is going to be all that great. Maybe we use all of them. Maybe tomorrow is when we see another trade where they bring in a player on a bad contract. Like it's it's there's going to be a but, lot of I mean, action tomorrow. Look, first clearly, first round picks were not on the table. Yeah, nobody, nobody gave up a first. Frank Frank Saravalli tweeted it out. Uh, this is the first time since 2007 that no trades in the first round happened. Yeah, everyone just picked where they were. Well, no, not not on draft day. There were you know the Montreal. Sure, sure. On, on, yeah, not on, on the actual on, draft in, day. In, in it was draft. very weird to be there and not have Gary B- Bettman come on and say, we have a trade. You know, it, it didn't and the happen. less of him, the better. I'm not arguing that, but it's, it usually happens a couple of times. Yeah. We, we'll probably get some action tomorrow. Maybe some teams that Ooh. had no first-round pick. Will, oh, you meant trade action. Yes. I got excited for a second. No, there'll be none of that other action um, <laughs> in this house. Um <laughs> Sorry, I derailed you. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> Sorry. It's too late at night for that. I know. Kind of I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, no, I think maybe maybe a team that didn't have a first round pick that that's now like, man, I really wish we had one of those things. Calls the Blackhawks for one of those second round picks. Yeah. Yep. And they can get something real good. That'd be for great. One of those picks. And if not, you use all four of them. That's where you could take some swings, like you did with mm-hmm. Sam Renzel as yeah. your third. You know, that's where you take some swings. And maybe you 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 with one of those picks or two of those picks, you get a guy that eh, you know flies under the radar a bit, might not be ready for three or four years, but you got that luxury. You yeah, have time. Recapping tomorrow's picks: thirty-five, forty-four, fifty-one, fifty-five. Those are in the second round. Sixty-seven and ninety-three in the third. Ninety-nine in the fourth. Uh, one thirty-one in the fifth, and one ninety-five in the seventh. Those are the Hawks picks tomorrow. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine picks. Tomorrow. Nine picks. So, like we've said, like as the night was going on, people are like, "Do you see him trading up? Do you see him trading up?" Sure. Literally, yeah. everything's on the table. They could mm-hmm. trade down. They could trade up. They could do whatever. Like, yeah. they, all they are, they are holding all the cards of this draft. Yeah, they're they're in a no lose situation. You right. can you can make all your picks. You can trade up, trade down. You're still going to get good players. You can bring in a bad a, a, a player with a contract that teams are trying to move um, that benefits you in, in, in reaching the cap floor and acquiring future assets and, and, and helping insulate the lineup a little bit more. Like, there, there's no losing situation that the Blackhawks are in. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens with 35. As I'm following along with our chat, a lot of debate over Andrew, Andrew Crystal. Yeah, we should talk about him a little bit. We actually got a super chat about him from Lebowski5. Perfect. He said, Crystal doesn't fit the Hawks' speed requirement. However, since they have a speed have speed in Bedard, Nazar, Moore, and Korch, does that make a swing of Crystal okay? Uh, see, I, I think that's I think that's a fair that's a fair point because the, the, the biggest knock against Crystal is his skating ability. And, and Mike Donahue said, if you can't skate, you're not going to be a Blackhawk. But with all of the young guys that they have, uh, like, you know, the comment from Lebowski by five says, all those guys are really good skaters. Can you sacrifice one guy in your in your future lineup that has, you know, that elite level playmaking and skill in his hands and vision and scoring ability? Do you sacrifice one bad skater for all those other positives? They're definitely in a position to take that that risk or chance they're in a better position than a lot of other teams mm-hmm. because of what they've already acquired in this draft, what they've gotten last year's draft. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, sure. If, if you draft him and he, it just doesn't work and he, and he turns out to be, you know, uh, Brandon Peary, you know, right, uh, right. and uh, maybe, but you know, you can afford that risk with all those other picks. I'm, I'm, I was never super high on him. Sold on him. It just doesn't seem like he fits the Blackhawks. Uh, what they're looking for, and yeah. I'm sure can't, he's not, he can't be a Blackhawk. Not every yeah. player is going to fit that mold. You're not going to be able to. F- but it just, I don't, I don't want to. I, I, I'm not high on him. If they take him, okay. And like, if he falls to that 44 pick, he's still there. Sure, go sure, for yeah. it. 35. 
I think you could still get a better player than him right now. Yeah, and I, I think so. and I may be proven wrong. It's happened well thousands of times. And I but. think you look at you look at how the league has changed in the last couple of years. S- teams that can skate circles around other teams have a lot of success. So if 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 that's the blueprint that the Blackhawks are going for is is speed and skating and and you know hardworking forechecks and and things like that out of out of their forwards is what they're going to use to to find success. I, I agree. I, I don't know. I don't know where he fits that that mold. Yeah, and and you know, I know there's the relationship with Bedard, and there is skill there. There is a lot of skill there. Yeah. But I think we're way too early in the Connor Bedard era to be making sure we get his buddies on the team. Right. Um, so I don't know if they do it. Great. If they don't, I'm I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just he's not high. There's there's all those players you listed. There's guys I would have yeah. over him. Gavin sure. Brindley is one of those guys. Brindley, I want Molgard. Molgard, like, yeah. I, 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 want, I want guys like that. There are guys I'd take over him. But if you get to that second or third second round pick and he's still there, I mean, that that's a giant red flag. Yeah, I, that's, I yeah. was just going to say. But. Because then every other team is making the same asse- yeah, uh, assessment. There's something there that's, or not there. That's that's mm-hmm. causing that the fall because this was a kid that was talked about potential First top round. ten, mm-hmm. top fifteen, and if he's still there at forty four, there's got to be a reason. Um, so we'll see. It, it if they take him, they've got enough to swing. great talent. Yeah. That you can afford to miss there. It's not as desperate of a of a pick that has to hit with uh, what you've been able to do over the past two drafts or one draft in one round. Now, here's a quote from a player on uh, on Andrew Crystal. Quote, he's probably the smartest hockey player I've ever gotten to play with and watched this year. The things he's able to do out there with the puck and how well he creates offense is some of the best I've ever seen. He's a special player, and he's going to make a team really happy. That is Blackhawk Connor Bedard on Andrew Crystal. <laughs> well. <laughs> All right, screw it, yeah. draft <laughs> So, and you know what's interesting? Oliver Moore mentioned his 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 skating coach, Katie McDonough, mm-hmm. is like sort of honed his skating. There's no reason that they can't send Andrew Crystal to Katie McDonough or one of the many great skating mm-hmm. coaches throughout the country. Have him like, work with Kendall Coyne's coach. I was going to say, yeah, you want, you want to learn how to be a better skater, listen to her. And like, I think, too, when anytime a prospect puts up huge numbers like Crystal did and then falls because of one particular asset, they're going to be laser focused on fixing that. You know what I mean? Like they're going to do everything they can to improve that. And maybe other things fall off, but you know, all Crystal and his team has heard is how bad of a skater he is. Like F this, Mm -hmm. I'm going to improve my skating now. Well, it was interesting. Mike Donnie talked about, they had two lists. The want a draft list and the don't want a draft list, and then mm. he said that like, as that first round was going, so many more guys off that do not draft list were, were getting taken, and this yeah. list was still very populated. I kind of have a feeling Crystal's on that do not draft list, or maybe if there's a third list yeah. in the middle, <laughs> maybe he's on that <laughs> list. The maybe draft <laughs> list. I don't know if he's on that two draft list based yeah. on some of the comments we've heard, but you never know. Yeah, yep. I, I think that's why those guys make a lot of money to to to, mm-hmm. to identify these things, and we sit here uh, at midnight in Airbnb to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, are there any more super chats we need to get to? Yeah, we got one more from KRCHI Sports. Right. Nice. I heard this guy Kyle's a huge fan, so I think I trust him. Also, I badly <laughs> need a pun for his regime, kind of like I- the Eiserman plan, but I struggle to find one. Uh, Hop the, on a ride. The winning plan. Yeah. Yeah, hop on the ride. That's I mean that that's what he that's what he said day technically day two of being on the job and, and when he was talking with Emily Kaplan and, and this was the you know, the point of, of, of the season last year where it was like, you know, if you didn't already believe that the tank was coming, it was coming because it was after the trade deadline and, and he just said, like, look like get get on the ride. Like it's it's gonna take some time, it's gonna take some present uh, patience, but at the end, at the end of it, it's going to be worth it. And this, what you need to remember is that this is not the end of it. This is this is still very much in the early stages of that ride and that 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 ascension back to contention and and back to the top of the league. Connor Bedard gets you there faster, 
but he's he's just starting to get he you there. He takes a year off the rebuild, but he takes that last year off, not this year. Like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. We said that before. If you get Bedard, the rebuild goes from four to five years to three to four years. Yeah. So he takes that last year off of yeah. this rebuild. Can we just talk a moment, though, about Kyle Davidson? And, and while we're showering him with our praise, both here and in the chat, can we just talk about how refreshing it is to have a general manager with some personality, with yeah. a sense of humor, mm-hmm. with a guy that can that can you know take a moment to like not be so serious, even though he's a very serious guy. Yeah. yeah. But you saw him tonight at that podium, just a guy that's just like. He took a picture. He took of a the picture media. of us. He, yeah. Like, hang on, before let me take before this he goes, yeah. he goes, my mom's gonna love this. Pulls up his phone and takes the picture. <laughs> picture like, of us all holding our cameras. We're like, up oh, okay, him. smile, everyone. You know, <laughs> this is a guy in. that just knows. I'm doing exactly what I told you guys. I was gonna. He do. he believes in what he's doing. He's got so much confidence, so much swagger right now. He's yeah. not walking around acting like he knows better than you and looking down his nose at you. Well, this is a guy. Short. <laughs> so was the other guy, um, and just that 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 viral video, the man on the yeah, street yes. interview from Nashville, which he confirmed was legit. Yeah, that the yeah. dude had. He said plan. he's told us in the scrum. He said he and, and assistant general manager Jeff Greenberg were just out for a walk on on the strip on Broadway this morning, early in the morning. It wasn't crowded. They just wanted to get out of their room and get some fresh air and recharge. And that the guy uh, Pen- penalty box radio penalty box radio walked up to him and said, hey, "You guys want to do an interview?" He's like, "No, no, no." And then like he said, they got like a block away. He's like, "You know what? That they wouldn't even they they, they, they probably won't know. even know it would be you." Yeah. So Kyle's like, "Yeah, let's go back and do it." He said he actually waited for two other people to finish their interview and then did it. And those and the people, whole t- and those two people that were wearing Kane and Saw jerseys didn't know it was and him didn't know it was him. yeah. So two Blackhawk fans were standing in front of him and had no idea it was Kyle Davidson. Yeah. And then he did it. My favorite moment of that was when he asked him, "Did you think? Do you think the NFL uh, NHL lottery was rigged?" And he kind of goes, "No." Like looks right at the camera. <laughs> it's just so good. And then I, we were all when we first saw that, we were all like, "That's got to be fake." There's no way they didn't know it was him. Yeah. But, Apparently, right afterwards, he told them, "Oh, by the way, I'm Kyle Davidson. I'm the general manager of the Blackhawks." And they were like, "What?" <laughs> and no, no, he's he said they didn't believe him. He said yeah. they said, "Ah, whatever." And then and then apparently must have looked it up. It's 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 crazy. And then yeah, to, to to have that, you know, you don't you're not going to see most or any other NHL GM do that in that situation. No. Well, after tonight and after. Uh, the the hopeful success that's coming down the road. He's not going to be able to be. He, he's going to start. Again. He's going to yeah. start to be much he's more. Not going to be able to do. He's not going to yeah. be able to do that ever again. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be well known. Uh, he's on the path to being one of the most recognizable faces among the general managers. And he should be. And look, like again, I'll say it again. Getting Bedard is lucky, and. It's easy for us right now to say, wow, look how great this guy has done. But I, I don't know anyone aside from the most bitter and, you know, uh, negative Hawks fan could look at it any other way. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just a glass half empty, nothing's ever going to go right. What was me kind of a fan? I don't know how you can look at this. And yeah, was it tough to say goodbye to Alex Debrinkit, Dylan Strom, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane? Yeah. Of course it's tough, but what would it have accomplished to keep them around? And look, you see what's happening with the Brinkett now. He's not going to get the money he thought he was going to get. I I don't know. I just it appears the Senators aren't getting the return that not, they thought they were going to get. No, and I'm not. We're not trying to reverse, you know, drag on on Alex to Brinkett by any means. Great player. I would love to have him back if the money made sense. But like, it's just. The things that we questioned about him early on was, did he get enough for Dabrinkit? Should he have taken Korchinski at seven, right? Like, I remember that draft yeah. night, the first hour of that, we're like, oh, my God, more of this, mm-hmm. more of this, what we just left behind, you know, and then, oh, okay, Nazar there at 13. All right, well, that's a little better. And then, like, the whole thing starts to take form, and you're like, okay, now I see yeah. what's going on here. Now I see the plan. And, again, like, there were so many times last year where he could have 
bailed on the plan because, oh, look at the start we had here. Yeah. Maybe we're a little better than we thought. Look how good Max Domi's doing. Maybe we keep him around. And no, it was just ruthless. Yeah. It wasn't mean or vindictive, but it was just, I believe in the plan I have. I don't care how you feel about it. I am doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think for someone like that to, to do it that way, like you're, you might never get a chance to GM again, right? That's yeah. every GM in hockey. So he's saying to himself, look, I'm going to do this the way I believe is right. And that way, if I fail, I don't have to second guess myself. Yeah. Right. If Frank Nazar never pans out, if he's the next Brandon Peary, okay. If Kevin Korczynski never really takes that step defensively to catch up with the offensive game, okay. It didn't work out, but yeah. at least he did it the way he believed. And I think that it's commendable. I'll tell you, if it was me, it'd be really hard for me yeah. to say goodbye to those guys. And like to look them in the eye and say, "We don't want you back, Jonathan yeah. Taves. We don't want you back." And it's and it's not coming from a perspective of an outsider coming in and and telling it. He's he's been with the organization for you know ten eleven years, mm-hmm. so he's yeah yeah right. So he's he's you know we we go back to the the footage of the trade call with with Patrick Kane, and he's telling someone who means so much to the organization, so much to the city, so much to the fans. And so much to him personally in, in what he's experienced in his professional career, you know, being being on the staff of the Blackhawks for two Stanley Cups, to to say, hey, we're we're moving on from you. So it's it, it takes a a special uh, you know gene that not many people have to be able to have that kind of you know foresight and you know fortitude to uh, to to make those kinds of moves. And yeah, I, I think, and even, even without landing Bedard, had they picked second or third or, you know, whatever in, 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 in the top five with what he, with what Kyle Davidson has done, uh, to, to acquire future assets, what he did in last year's draft, um, what some of the prospects are, are, are panning out to be after on, on, under his, uh, tutelage as, as, as GM with his, with his staff, his people, his direction, um, and and what's coming in this draft beyond Bedard without with, even without Bedard being involved? It may, say they got Carlson or Fantilli, everything's still pointed in the same direction. Like it's all yeah. it's all going back in in that way of like you can see the future, you can see the positive, you can see the blueprint, and it's working. And we haven't even talked about the Kyle Davidson bringing in Luke Richardson. Yeah, and and they. Kyle Davidson talked about that yesterday about what was the difference between, you know, last year's draft, your first draft and now. And one of the first things he mentions is, well, Luke and I now have a year in our relationship under our belt and we're more in step with each other. Whereas last mm-hmm. year he'd been on the job for a couple of days, a week, whatever it was yeah. before the draft. So now they have a whole year of talking and planning and sharing their visions of this team together and having your head coach and your general manager lockstep is so crucial. Now mm-hmm. it's easy to do that now, but as the success comes and you know, we saw it. We saw a par struggle here for years yeah. during mm-hmm. the cup runs. Yep. You know, Q wanted certain players. Eagles should not be named, wanted other kind of players. Mm-hmm. And they butted heads a lot. Yeah. Now, when this, if if and when the success comes, things may change. But to have your head coach and your and your uh, general manager on the same page from day one is is huge, mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, and and you know just the 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 ability to, like you said, be lockstep on the kinds of players, the kinds of system, the kinds of skills, the kinds of talent. Like, mm-hmm. I love. You know, the Luke Richardson was not a fast <laughs> or skilled player, no, no. but he wants them. He wants well, fast and skilled, and he's and he's smart. Yeah, he knows he knows the game is different. Well, yeah, I said it with Jamie and Danny today. It was like his he is such a modern thinker of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm I've, we've all been, and I think our 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 viewers have been just so impressed with how adaptable he is, how uh, logical and level he is. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know. I just, like I said, 
I can't think of anything about the Hawks hockey wise right now that I don't feel great about. Yeah. It's exciting. I can't I'm trying to. I'm, <laughs> like I'm trying to think of like all right, there's what can be we be upset about? There's yes. gotta be something hockey wise organization because we could talk about you know, initiatives and all those off, things. Off ice stuff. Sure. When, when the that, most yeah. questionable move is, why did we bring back Jared Tenorti? You're doing pretty yeah, good. Right, like, <laughs> but it's four yeah, million it's too fine. much for Nick Felino. Like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like it's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know. I, I I hope that I hope Hawks fans are are realizing how exciting this is. And yes. and you said it. You said it earlier in the show that you said it. Walking to the car, like, holy cow, this is going to be so good. In such a short amount of time, and even next year, which let's say this is the final roster, there's still going to be a bottom seven or eight team probably in the league. Maybe they should lower. finish in the lottery. Yeah, yeah. But at least it's going to have a purpose, and you're going to watch Bedard develop. You're going to watch Reichel develop. Everyone's talking like Korczynski's here. I don't know. I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still dubious about that, but like. Laz and Powers, who I think are the two most plugged in on the beat, are like ev- top pair defensemen. Ev- ev- every lineup that they have forecasted this summer so far, Korchinski is right there with Seth Jones. And I'm like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, I don't know. But also, if if that's the case for a full season, okay. Let's see. Let's, let's see. Let's see. If that's a Davidson, if that's a Davidson Richardson dis- decision, all right. You have my faith. That, right. They if they believe that's cor- that's the right thing to do, then I will buy in on it mm-hmm. because everything they've done so far has worked. I just want to mention a comment here, real quick, from the Shawnee guys. That Hagel trade looks even better now with more at nineteen. Yeah. Yes. And a- and we still have a first round pick next year from that trade. Yeah. Right. And people did not like that trade when it happened. Again, I get it, Brendan Hagel. Very good player, very nice guy. Fits what Tampa wanted to do, and he's been very good for them. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. If Oliver Moore hits his ceiling, with the and Taylor Radish continues to to mm-hmm. do what he does, even without that pick next year, it's a great trade. It's one of those trade. Well, and don't forget about Boris Kachuk too. Right, our guy Boris from Sweet Caroline. Um, yeah, everybody wants to declare. With every single trade, somebody's got to be declared a winner right away. Why can't mm-hmm. both teams win? Yeah. Why can't both teams get what they want? The DeBrincat trade still has one more pick to to right. be made. You know, people were already talking about you know the the Kings trade for Dubois yesterday. Oh, who's getting the better deal? Wait ask me. Ask me in five years. <laughs> yeah. Right. If the Kings win a Stanley Cup with with Pierre Luc Dubois, they won that trade. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. the Jets. Get back, stay in contention, and maybe they win a Stanley Cup with Iofalo and Velarde on their team. Then they win that trade. Mm-hmm. Maybe they both win that trade. <laughs> Who knows? It's possible yeah. for both for two teams to make a trade, and both teams at the end of that go, I really like what we but did that, there. That, the, that the, the, Kirby, the Kirby Doc trade. Yeah. Another one. Mm-hmm. Is it tough to pull that trigger? Tough to pull the trigger on, uh, on, on trading Hagel, who... Boy, I think that was that's when Jonathan Taze was like, "What is going on yeah. here?" I think he said something like, "If that guy can't play here, I don't know who can. I don't know what we're doing." Mm-hmm. And Kyle Davidson stood in front of that and said, "Okay, sorry, yeah. I'm doing what's best for the team." And I, I just really, I just really respect his commitment to what he believes is the right thing to do. And that's all I want from yeah. a general manager of any team, I either cover or cheer for or both. Have a clear vision and stick to it and keep us informed along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't write a letter telling us we're going young and then less than a year later trade for Seth Jones and Marc Andre Fleur. Right. Yeah. Pick a lane and stay there. Yeah. And so far, that's what we've got. And it it could be it this offseason could have been a very a very easy way to see. Kyle Davidson veer out of that lane. Mm-hmm. Once he knew he was getting counter Bedard, he could have been like, okay, we're going to trade for this guy and this guy and this guy. No. He's, yeah, he gets Taylor Hall and Nick Felino, but those are guys that aren't going to be here long-term when their contracts yeah. are done. Yeah. They're, not, you, they're you, not, and they weren't overpays, um, any of that stuff. So 
you know, we saw what Steve Eiserman, the great Steve Eiserman, greatest general manager to ever walk the face of the earth after David Boyle, apparently. Of course. <laughs> oh my God. He veered off that lane maybe, not maybe, definitely a year too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. nothing. Yeah. I Look, in, they, uh, in fairness, Detroit's not had a lot of draft lottery luck. Yeah. Um, they've gotten, I think they've fallen a couple times. They've got, gotten bad luck in the draft lottery, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm again searching for something to be upset about and not finding it. Yeah. I'm just not. It's tonight was a plus. Yep. Connor Bedard, Oliver Moore. If you told me at 4 p.m. today you're going to walk out of the building with Connor Bedard and Oliver Moore, I would assume. And all four year second round. Yeah. That at least and you didn't, three and, picks were gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 19 and two seconds or something to move up to get Oliver Moore. Yeah. And they got him without trading anything. And that's another thing. Like, the, yeah, he was trying to trade up. And yeah, Kyle Davidson was trying to like move up and get more. But I'm sure some team would have been like, sure, give us the rest of your draft or yeah, whatever. Right. No. He's like, all right, I'm going to play it cool. I'm going to try and try. But I'm going to do it within reason. I'm going to do it within the parameters of not hurting, right? Ultimately, the plan, and it worked out, and it fell right. And to he him. certainly made it sound like don't rule out taking on a bad contract tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still got the flexibility to do that too. You're seeing bad contracts go for six rounders and like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that was a Kevin Hayes one, right? Yes, was a six was, rounder for Kevin. That Hayes? was Kevin Hayes. Fifty yeah. percent retention. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I think we've uh, we need to do some more, pay some more bills. And this is usually the point of the show where I tell you how to get some really cool sunglasses. But I am very happy to talk to you guys about a brand new partner. We are so excited to partner with our new friends at Circle K. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Every time. I hear Circle K. I think of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm showing my age. Something is afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> but check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection to go along with premium gasoline. That's everything you could possibly need. Yeah, but don't eat the gasoline. No, don't eat the gasoline no. or drink it. But um, the snacks. You know what else you could do at a Circle K? You can pull over to the side of the road and film Taylor Hall trade reactions. <laughs> yeah, you could. Okay. You can yeah. do that. But look out for the freebies and giveaways down the road at your favorite Circle K. We're going to be – the Circle K is an amazing place to get all your favorite road trip snacks. Muddy Bites. Muddy Bites. Combos. Cheez-Its. Lick. I'm a big fan of Twizzlers on a road trip. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be back in the car Friday. Uh, we're going to need to stop at a Circle K and get all yep. of our favorite – maybe some Slim Jims, some beef jerky. And if you eat too much cheese for lunch, there's a nice little pit stop for you. <laughs> Uh, or, she wasn't listening. Or, or if there's a trace, or if there's a trace of gluten, there will be. Yes. There, there will very be, clean bathrooms. Be in some, circle K. Be some pit stops. Yes. Yep. So yes, go check out our brand new friends. Thanks to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. Visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. You think they got Goose Island at Circle K? I bet they do. I bet they Only do. Only one too. way to find out. Go oh. visit and look. Yep. We will definitely be looking for that Goose Island beer because they are the beer proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO and Chicago's beer since 1988. They got the Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. Some say the Connor Bedard of Goose Island's lineup, always in style. With their citrus aroma and bold hop finish, you got the Tropical Beer Hug, the Dry Hopped Imperial IPA with a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. You got the Full Pocket Pills, the Everyday Beer. It is what the Goose Island Beer Brewers are drinking. And, of course, the Golden Can, the 312, uh, the staple of Goose Island's beer lineup. You can grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Ave in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer, and the 312 Pizza Company that we had lunch at today. Ooh. They had themselves some 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 Goose Island. They had a full lineup of it. It was great. Uh, everything was top-notch yes. there. Thanks to them for hosting us. Uh, if you're down in Nashville, the 312 uh, pizza, pizza spot in uh, Germantown. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a tastes yeah. like home. 
it's I we we walked in and it was cold, which was refreshing. We we walked when we walked out and I was like, oh yeah, we're back in Nashville now. Yeah, like it was it was great. Yep, great spot. All right, before we wrap up, uh, Pierre LeBrun just published this to the Athletic. Uh, saying uh, why the NHL's draft no trade day one could be the calm before the storm. Ooh. And there's a quote from David Poyle, which we haven't heard enough from him tonight. Uh, Who's that? Him, uh, him and Jim Nill. He said, nothing happened, but tomorrow there will be a lot happening. I guarantee you that it'll be different. So gear up for an exciting, potentially trade-filled oh, day two of the NHL draft. So the draft begins at 10 a.m. We're going to be there for... The other six rounds that happen tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then we're going to come back and do what we did today. That should yeah. probably be around six, five, five or six. It starts at ten. Yeah, so it should be over around two, three. An hour per an hour per round gets it gets you to four o'clock. Yeah. So yeah, probably about five o'clock. Yeah. So we'll keep you posted as best we can, but uh, won't be a late night one. But we will certainly be here for you. Uh, tomorrow as soon as well not as soon as since as as we get back from covering the draft so um look we've got uh tons of people watching right now mm-hmm. smash that like button on your way out for us we would really appreciate that before we go we do have two more super oh, chats. oh yeah, let's super chat it up time to smash the like button while we read first one from casimir he says how pissed is fantilly right now that he has to live in columbus and not california <laughs> <laughs> we saw him he looked adequately he's going to be content. he's going to be an I, nhl player and get to play with johnny gaudreau that'll work you know what's funny is he has a choice between either playing in columbus ohio or ann arbor michigan this year yeah that's, that's yeah, an that's interesting true. choice yeah he's a he's a wolverine that's eventually gonna have to play in the land of the buckeyes but you know kent johnson did okay with that yeah, yeah it did. works it's okay. that's true yeah and our last super chat our last one from alan k frequent viewer alan a coffee k. cup with the words tired Yes. And no. that is so accurate. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even can't describe, but you know what? We got to get right back at it in a couple of hours. Yeah. We are going to be back at the Bridgestone Arena in nine hours. Yes. I got to write my damn uh, day three diary. You know what? Too. Tomorrow's today was a lot of adrenaline. Tomorrow's going to be a lot of adrenaline. Now mm-hmm. it's starting to dissipate. I'm ready for bed. Uh, so why don't we uh, let me wrap it up? I yeah. got one more I want to read. It's not a super chat, but all right. this is what we're all about. It's from Windy C Hockey. He says, I want to say thank you to the guys and crew. I didn't have the option to get this kind of coverage of the Hawks as a younger, as a younger man, so this is fantastic. Much appreciated, everyone. Thank you. Appreciate we appreciate you. that. That's what it's all about. And, and yeah, and on, and on that note, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening, everyone who's watching. Uh, everyone who's subscribed or has bought a shirt or anything like that, any any person that's that's here that's part of the CHGO community, it is because of you guys that we are able to be here yeah. and, and to be able to do this. Um, it's like you said, Jay, like the, like this is the the dream. This is the dream position for all of us to be able to do this. And uh, it's it's just incredible. And the the words of appreciation from people that we've talked to this week uh, people that were at the uh, at, at at the event at Hopsmith um, comments on 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 Twitter and in our Discord and and, and everywhere. It's it it really means a lot to to hear that what what we're doing this this silly little podcast means a lot to people. And so it's it's uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate everyone out there. Um, yeah, Definitely. it's it's yep. those, it's, those it's comments. Awesome. The, you know, we've we've been approached by people here walking up and down Nashville who, who come up and say hello. Those are the type of things that I feel safe speaking for all three of us fuel us. Yeah, to to make it even better mm-hmm. and motivate us. And uh, we got another long day tomorrow. I can't, right. I, and yeah. I can't wait to start. They yeah. love us so much; they don't want us to stop. Another super chat. This one from Jeez. Windy City Hawkey. We will eventually go to bed. <laughs> yeah, we, that will have to be a thing. I promise. Screw it. Let's just he go just, right back to the arena. The super chat's just one word. Bed God. Bed God. Bed God. I would like some bed, please, God. Yes, please. <laughs> you want the full bedard. <laughs> All right. Uh, get yourself that Future of the League shirt at chgolocker.com. Hey, if you're not a diehard yet, today's a good day to do it because guess what? You get the Future of the League shirt or whatever shirt you want free when you become a diehard. You save 20% on all of our events and all of our merch. So jump in, do it, chgolocker.com, allchgo.com. And if for some reason you're not following us on social media, you are missing out Mm -hmm. on tons of draft content at chgo underscore Blackhawks on Twitter, at chgo underscore sports on Twitter, 
and at chgo underscore sports on Instagram and TikTok. You want to follow us everywhere because it's not just the same content. It's different everywhere we go. So make sure you jump on all of our social medias and hit like when you see those tweets and Instagrams and TikToks and all yeah. that jazz. All right, let's go to bed, shall yes. we? All right. Yeah. Should, should we wrap up with that video one more time? This is, this is yeah, good, we could do that. Good, this good is way to case, send it. In case off. you missed it, there's a lot more people here than we were when we started. But this is uh, some of the hard work put together by that crew behind our back, uh, behind our backs that make us look better. Stephen put this video together. Well, they're and, back there uh, behind the curtain. <laughs> they're behind the curtain. It's the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but Stephen, take us out with that great video put together, and thanks to everybody who filmed all this great stuff in this video. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. Right.